Service delivery watch on the morning bliss. We are joined by uh, Tsepos Kosane, known as Raz Aste Fasil, who's um, from uh, the Rastafari Nation. And um, he is one who has helped uh, a team. Um, Sister Mbali, um, also known as Rosalind Malangeni, um, in their community. Sister Mbali is a mother of eight, and she has experienced something that, you know, I ask myself, what does it mean when those who are there to prevent crime, uh, referring to the crime prevention wardens, also known as Amapanyaza, what does it mean when they now um, are alleged to violate those who they are supposed to protect. That's the conversation we are having. Um, thank you very much for joining us, uh, Raz Astel uh, Fassel. How are you doing? Good morning, uh, Raz Astel Fassel. Good morning, and how are you? We are blessed. Thank you, King. Um, King, you are with uh, right now Sister Mbali. Good morning, Sister Mbali. Good morning, Sister Mbali. Maybe tell us what happened in your home um, that you are alleging uh, that Amapanyaza or the crime prevention wardens um, violated your rights. What happened to you? Because Nabakatilo, Nabachay Asusa <laughs> 
Let me translate for the A-teamers. I am shocked. My, I'm gobsmacked. My mouth is literally hanging. Um, so Sister Mbali is narrating what happened to her. She said it was in the evening. She was not feeling well. One of her children was preparing supper. And as then her gate has, you know, a sound. It makes a noise when you open it. It was never opened. The people who are crime prevention wardens in Etwato, which is in Daviton, her area, jumped over her gate, did not open it, jumped over it, made a bit of a rattle outside her home, and then entered into the house. When they entered, they started demanding for marijuana. 
saying no we know that you have marijuana she said yes i do because i we are rastafari and i i, I smoke it she then they, they they then started beating her up she gave them the marijuana that she has then they said no this can't be all you have i'm sure you've got more they started beating her um she said this is all i have i i don't resell marijuana i only consume it um according to my um my spiritual belief then they beat her up her son came in who's 19 years of age when he tried to ask them please stop um beating up my mom they beat him too um the 17 year old daughter um was also assaulted these um, crime prevention wardens apparently say to her, why is she smoking marijuana as a woman? Uh, beat her up. Uh, then they took the 17-year-old daughter outside. Uh, they said, no, she's young. They shouldn't beat her too much. Took her outside. She's got some um, marijuana planted in her garden. They, and they, they, they took out the leaves and forced her to eat it, forcefully fed it to her while pressing her down, a number of them. While they are doing this, they are also still beating up uh, the son and uh, Sister Mbali, the 19-year-old son. And uh, Sister Mbali was just besides herself because they ended up even cutting the dreadlocks of one of the children, saying the thing that is making them go crazy is the hair that they have on their heads. Um <laughs> Uh, and and then they took the children out of the house, left her inside the house and started fondling with her breast, fondling with her vagina and uh, took off her head wrap. Um, when they took off the head wrap, they were tugging and pulling at her hair while beating her. When she had blood all over her, they asked, why is there blood on her? They mocked her and laughed. And she said, it's because you are beating me up. Then they took her out of the house. They continued searching the house, but ransacked the house. They broke things in her house. She is a crafter. So that's how she says she makes a living. They took money um, in the house, messed up her crafts, broke her plates. Um, there was money to the sound of 5,000 rand for a stock fell that she's part of. And they stole that. Then they left. When they left, Sistambali thought, no, but my things have been broken. Let me go because they apparently stationed themselves in a particular corner in the community. Her and her son walked there and said, but guys, now you've broken the things inside my house. There's money that's also missing. And they just laughed and mocked her. Then they decided to ask, how old is the son? She said 19. They said, oh, he's old enough to be arrested. They took him, arrested him at the Twatwa police station, alleging that they found drugs. So that is what she has narrated in a nutshell. I'm going to bring you in here, Raz Aste uh, Fassel. You as a, a community member and a neighbor um, to Sister Mbali, how have you and the Rastafari community viewed this case and what is it that you have done? Because it seems like absolute injustice was done to this woman. Yes, greetings and greetings to the listeners. Um, it was uh, the, at the end of August. Um, 31st, I came after uh, getting this news from uh, the Facebook that uh, Sister Bali was beaten up, you know. And then uh, I came here to find out what had, has happened to her. 
she elaborated everything to to I that uh, um, a, a, a very uh, large number of these uh, what they are normally known as printings uh, have came in uh, without even knocking, you know, and no search warrant or anything. Uh, without talking, they they beat her up, you know. Uh, they demanded uh, this marijuana, uh, which they bought. It, it is not a secret. Uh, this family is a family of Rasta, and uh, we use it for numerous uh, things, you know. Uh, even the, the seeds, they even took the seeds, you know. She's, uh, she's doing craft with, it, with them, you know. She's, doing, she's making a living with them. Uh, uh, as the community of Rasta, we then... Uh, went to the uh, police station where they are stationed uh, to open a, an assault case. Uh, just before they they opened it, they they sent us uh, from pillar to post, uh, not wanting to to open this case, you know, uh, saying that uh, she must come with a, a, a J88 uh, from the clinic, you know. Um, and when we went there. At the clinic, they also sent us back to say they can't uh, uh, examine her without having a, a case number. They must have a case number. So we went back again to the police station. You know? uh, this time around, uh, someone has uh, helped us to open the case. It was opened. We have a, a, a case number. Uh, we've been following it. It has, it has now uh, passed uh, almost two months now. Uh, the case has not been to court. Uh, we've been trying uh, so much that the, the case uh, goes to court, but it's to no avail, no? So, um, now, Ate, uh, Faisal, I want to find out, did you end up um, assisting um, Sister uh, Mbali to get um, medical attention and uh, get the required um, you know, assessment forms? Yes, we did. Uh, we we went again to the clinic, and then the J eighty eight was made, and then it was left there because they said uh, uh, the the police uh, are the ones to come and fetch it. You know. Did you did you also get the the case number from the police? Yes, we did. My my question to my question to you as an A team are listening right now, um, and any authorities listening is. How is it that the police would send someone who's coming to open a case from pillar to post, advocating and saying, abdicating their, their, their responsibility and saying, Tina, uh, we can't give you a case number until you give us an incident form that comes from the clinic. But the process is open first the case number. There's something wrong here. There's something wrong. This needs to be looked into. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm besides myself. So a case has been opened. Uh, what has happened? Have these individuals who are part of the crime prevention wardens been um, called out? Do you know who they are? Uh, you know, at, at, at one instance, um, after they have sent us an, an SMS that uh, the case has been opened, and then they told us who the investigating officer is. Uh, we went there to see the investigating officer, 
uh, and then he took he took uh, Sister Mbali uh, uh, to to point out who the suspects are. You know, uh, they were uh, most of them in the vicinity. They were also there in the premises of the police station uh, when she went there and uh, pointed one of them, of which it's not. It, it's not. Uh, it shouldn't. It shouldn't have been. Uh, it shouldn't have happened that way. You know, it, it is not lawful that uh, she points out that um, as if she's doing a, an ID parade. You know. Uh, so he pointed out, and then the suspect was taken uh, to the uh, to other office outside of this uh, uh, total police station, where they say uh, they are going to find out if. Uh, she indeed the suspect was there on that uh, alleged day uh, uh, that uh, Bali is, is, is saying, you know. So they went there to those office uh, and then they did not come back to, to give us a, a feedback to say uh, what has happened. We tried calling them the investigating officer, you know. Uh, after uh, some hours, he came back to say, no, the, the suspect was not on the alleged day. She was not there. She's not the very same person that uh, somebody. Now, I'm no investigating officer, but I mean, logic can speak here, uh, Astrid Fessel, and I think a, a lot of legal intervention is required. If the crime prevention wardens wear uniform, they're identifiable, firstly. Secondly, yes. um, if they don't have name badges, that is a question that needs to be asked to the authorities. How do you they place do people? I beg your pardon? They do not have name tests. So th- th- that, is, that is a questionable uh, ethos. Why not? So that they can be identified by name. Secondly, um, well, the third point is when they are put on duty, there is a roster. There is a roster, and that yes. roster can tell you who was working at that time yes. during that hour when this alleged case happened. So, so so who's taking accountability for all of this? Because a family yeah. has been violated. Children, Sister Mbali has eight children, and they observed this. Two of them got abused. One got put into um, a holding cell, uh, accused of having drugs. What has happened to that case? It, 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 it is not only it is not only uh, these ch- three children. You know, they are grandchildren. They were a four-year-old. You know, uh, having to cite all what has happened. You know, and they are traumatized. These kids. You know, and then uh, uh, his uh, her young boy uh, was arrested. You know, unlawfully. So. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a wrongful arrest. Uh, where they gave him in this uh, document saying he, uh, he was dealing in, uh, with drugs, you know, and they, they did not ever find any drugs anywhere in the house except for the marijuana which they used, which they did not hide anywhere, you know. It is not for dealing, it was for the other uses, you know. It heals, you know. We do everything with it. So now we, we, we've been following it, the case. We've been uh, going to the station commander to confront him uh, about our unsatisfactory, about uh, the handling of the case uh, together with the investigating officer. Now they told us that the, the docket has been sent to the senior prosecutor in the Belton Magistrate Court 
uh, to which uh, we also went there to find out if the docket has really been uh, uh, submitted there. Mm-hmm. You know? I need to go to a quick break. Uh, please stay on the line with me. A-teamers, I'm, I'm very worried about what's going on. If there's no identification on these uniforms of uh, the crime prevention wardens, it means anyone can raid your house wearing a uniform that they bought from anywhere. This is something we need to look into. Uh, let me hear your comments. 614 Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Bliss. Well, we are speaking uh, to Sister Mbali, um, a mother of eight uh, who was allegedly um, violated. And I'll keep using the word allegedly because we don't have uh, the crime prevention wardens, you know, um, to to represent themselves and speak their side of the story. And this is still a case that needs to go into court. Uh, But she was allegedly assaulted by uh, the crime prevention wardens in Etwatwa which is in the East Rand, east of Johannesburg. Um, And uh, one of the Rastafari community leaders and also community member, um, Raza Atse Fasil, is on the line and narrating to us what has happened. This is really something that I don't understand as a South African. I'm going to go to the the, the A-teamers. There's a voice note here. Good morning, my sister. Uh, my sister, uh, that story you are talking about right now with the gentleman is very, very sad. You know, those are some of the reasons why we take the law into our own hand. So, if that kind of trauma happens to my family while I am at work, like now I am at work, when I arrive home and then the police will send me from this corner to that corner. What are the end? I'm going to end in saying that, okay, let me finish them off. Because what happened to my, to my children and my family is not what I will ever, ever, ever accept. Those are the reasons why people are taking the law into their own hand in this country. Taking the law into your own hands is not going to help matters in any way, and I wouldn't advocate for that. But I do understand uh, what the A-team is trying to allude to, is that there's just too many of such cases. Now, um, Raz, what what the outcomes that you are anticipating here? Because it seems like, yes, you've been sent pillar to post around uh, Sister Mbali's case, but there's also still no remorse or action being taken. Yes. Uh, it's a sad one, you know. Uh, we've been trying so hard. We had uh, a numerous unsuccessful uh, one-on-one meetings uh, with the station commander, you know. Uh, trying to resolve this matter. Uh, that the case should be taken serious as it is. You know, uh, there were promises made 
by the station commander, you know. And at one instance, there, there was a, a member from the provincial. Uh, she said she was a head of the Department of Security uh, personnel in the uh, premier office. Uh, she works there in the uh, provincial. So um, she also had a, we also had a meeting with her. Uh, promising us uh, as well uh, with the uh, CPF uh, from that uh, total body station, you know. A whole lot of uh, stakeholders stakeholders were there, but um, uh, nothing has happened. What have uh, they said to to somebody she should get a a counseling, you know? Um, Sessions and dates were made, uh, arranged, uh, however, nothing has happened. But the counseling nothing is happened. not needed only by Sistambali, her children as well, because they observed this. They did. And nothing has happened. And and what about the, the money she lost? The money that was taken? What about the things that were broken in the house? What about her dignity? Uh, uh, you know what? A whole lot of things has happened to her, uh, which she's Actually, even now, uh, she's not uh, recovered, you know. No, I can imagine. Her and her family are distraught. You know what we're going to do, um, um, Sister Mbali and Raz? We are going to try and get hold of the crime prevention wardens, um, and we are going to try and get their uh, side um, of, of this whole issue and see how we can best help you. And if there's anyone who can offer legal assistance, please let us know, A-teamers. Send a message now on 0614-104-107 so we can connect you, so we can help this family and get to the bottom of this. In my head, crime prevention orders are supposed to help the community, not to take advantage of them. Voice note. Uh, Good morning, good morning, good morning, uh, my sister and the fellow A-teamers. That shows that South Africa is a lawlessness country. How can that happen in front of the police officers, the people who must uphold the law and protect us as the member of the communities? Instead of them protecting us, they are the ones who are perpetrators. It is very, very disappointing. And believe me, my sister, they are currently listening and there is absolutely nothing they will do. This thing happens across the country. We are all victims from our law enforcement officials. I, I wish my sister and Raz that they can recover only by God's grace. As from the safety of, of our police, or our community, whatever, we can't expect anything more from them. Anonymous. It's five o'clock. We need to wrap up our conversation. Sister Mbali and uh, Raza Aste um, Fassel, thank you very much for joining us. We are going to follow up on this case and uh, keep in touch with you. And if there's anyone who can offer assistance on a legal side and also there's counseling that is required, uh, we are going to appreciate all that help. It's time for the news from us. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.